Well, it seems there was just so much to talk about with the Calvine UFO and the reappearance of the photograph that uh, Neil and I simply ran out of time. So this is going to be part two of that conversation where we look at the reappearance of this famous photograph. And it is thanks to our Patreon patrons that we're able to bring you this discussion as well as all our other topics. And this week in particular, we are thanking Jonathan Perner, who is our Explorer of the Week. If you too want to become Explorer of the Week or just simply help support us in what we're doing here, then all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash aliens explored and pick a tier that suits you there are all sorts of goodies we have on offer and there will be something for you i am sure certainly jonathan perner our explorer of the week has found something for him and we thank you dearly for it Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at aliens and... <laughs> and... <laughs> How they're exploring us, and, and UAPs and UFOs, and uh, all those min- mysterious men from the government who come and uh, slap deep notices on us. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly, and I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. Do you know, I've, I've noticed a little thing here um, mm. with our introductions. That so I'm when I a bit repetitive, is that what you're going to say? Well, <laughs> I mean, there's only so much we can say a certain mm. amount of ways um but no i've, I've noticed our, our different styles of welcome mm. uh, over time and i mean here we are 109 episodes in and i'm only just noticing this i'm probably, <laughs> probably our <laughs> listeners noticed yeah. this on episode like three or something i don't mm. know um but no when when i do a work it's like hey welcome it's like dear, dear, dear. Mm. i'm like i'm bouncing in my seat as i'm doing mm. um and you're much more of a calm, cool, laid-back ASMR. That's a, it's, it's a pose I strike. You know, Welcome, it's a, listeners. I do, but you do I get passionate. I, I you do, do get yeah. passionate. You do start jumping I do, in your I do, seat. I do. When, when, I'm, when I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when I see a red flag, when I, then suddenly I am no longer in a state of grace. I am, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm off my meds. Must be- must be interesting for the listeners to have that sort of switch every week. Mm. Um, 
It must be quite interesting. I don't know. Um, let us know what you think, listeners. Uh, links are in the description. Uh, now so then, you can contact us. Yeah, so last week we were talking about the, the Calvine UFO mm. picture. And, and you uh, didn't the get mysteries. triggered at all. Uh, didn't get triggered at all. It's, it's quite intriguing. And uh, we didn't we didn't really resolve much. So here we are again. Well, we didn't. We we only covered part of the story about it because this photograph has had some. Um, well, it, it's had a mysterious life, hasn't it? It's had a shady life. It's disappeared for a while, and then suddenly it's come back. It has indeed. Now, in ufology circles, it's something that's been known about mm. quite a long time, and maybe this is the difference between this and. And other cases. So, so, in fact, we started out last episode. I, I said, you know, we often wonder why, you know, or, or skeptics mm. will say if there's so many UFOs about how come the footage or the photos are mm. always blurry and why is it always shaky? And I think this is a perfect example because if ufology wasn't aware of this photo in the first place it never would have reappeared we wouldn't have been talking about it all these years mm. so how many photographs have been taken in under perhaps similar circumstances um people you know off the beaten track take a, mm. an absolutely crisp clear photograph and it disappears into some mod vault somewhere do you know i was thinking about the, the photo which you said was a mock-up uh, which mm-hmm. is a very sort of grainy kind of photo. And what it looked like, I remember you know, from the days of taking pictures with film, doing it analog, um, that if you took a picture and printed it, had it printed and then took a picture of that picture and then had that printed off and then took a picture of that picture, you know, with, with analog, um, copies degrade. Every, every copy is a, is a, a, a... And what it looked like was a picture of a picture of a picture. Ah, that's now, that's the you, kind of quality it had. Are you talking about the very monochromatic one? Yes, that one. Yeah. Right. What that one actually was, uh, was and, and it was the only extant copy of this picture that there mm. was until very recently, um, that was a photocopy of the picture. Well, yeah, photocopy of a photo, yeah. Yes. So that's that's again the analog thing. That's what you the kind of quality exactly. And, and of course, photocopiers in 1990 weren't um, as as sophisticated as photocopiers now. Oh yeah, 300 DPI or hmm. dots per inch. Um, that square inch um, that was considered really high resolution hmm. back then. Uh, so yes, um, the, this was a photocopy that you talk about. Now that's been out there, and that's been there for people to see. And it's, I think, mm. it's partly what's kept a lot of the the mystery surrounding the Calvine photo alive. Mm. But, but I but... want to know. There were six photos taken. We only know about one. I mean, the story here isn't. I mean, we're talking about is was this a UFO? Was this an experimental aircraft? Was this a hoax? But all that aside, it's the story of the photo. That this photo was appeared from somewhere. These two, these two guys turned up at the Scottish Daily Record with this photo. Um, the yeah. Scottish Daily Record uh, declined to publish it. Mm. Um, perhaps they were sceptical of it. They, I mean, I, I can imagine um, they, they were wary of being played. 
Well, they were given the D notice, weren't they, by the MOD asking well, them not to publish. That, that came later, but I can imagine that the, the hesitancy to publish something like that from a newspaper is that you could end up looking really stupid if it turns out that it was a hoax. Some, some newspaper editors don't care. Do you remember the story about the flying cow? No. It was, um, I think it was Reuters, one of the news feeds, put out a story about a Russian aircraft in the Soviet Far East. I think it was back in the days of the Soviet Union. And the, this plane was about to take off when the, when the crew noticed this cow wandering around the field. And they thought, we'll have that. That's, that's worth a bit of money. Yeah, for, for beef, right. but, but perhaps they were on short Russians in the in the short rations in the Russian military. Um, so they herded this cow. This, as Not the short story Russians goes. in the Russian military. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah, they had a transport aircraft, the equivalent to say a Hercules, so with a with a big flat. Mm-hmm. Herded this cow into their aircraft and took off. And then, as they were flying over the Sea of Japan, realized that they had this animal running around, large animal running around in their cargo hold that they couldn't control. They couldn't couldn't tie it down and so one of them had the bright idea let's just open the hatch at the back and push it out and let let the cow go running out and the first that anyone knew about it was it this cow flying through the air dropped from twenty thousand feet and it hit a japanese fishing boat and um sank it (laughs) it went right through the boat and sank it and um when the survivors were picked up, initially they, they, they weren't believed, but then the story was confirmed. But anyway, this story went out that this cow had sunk a Japanese fishing boat after being pushed out of a Russian plane. It went on the newsfeed, and it was one of these stories that um, sub-editors or whoever was whoever makes the decision, they like the story so much, they don't check it properly. So it, they ran it in the New York Times, and because <laughs> it came from Reuters, didn't check it, realised that they'd been had. So that was the that was the story. So the first the, on day one, the story was cow sinks the flying cow sinks Spanish fishing boat. The following day, the story was um, the New York Times has been hoaxed. The third day, the front page of the Daily Star was flying cow sinks Russian fishing boat. So they'd heard about the story, heard that it wasn't true, but thought, sod it, we like the story anyway, so let's just publish it. <laughs> so I, I realise I've digressed a little bit here from talking about mysterious photos but um but the the way the way that the newspapers will publish stories they like and not publish stories they don't like and for some reason i mean two guys just walked into the offices of the scottish daily record and said look we've got this picture of a ufo that we just took out there um we saw this thing we got our story there was some reason why the editor didn't just say great i'll publish that he decided not to and and at what point did the Minister of Defence get involved and come along and slap a D notice on it, say, please don't publish this? And he said, well, I wasn't going to. Otherwise, I would have done already, wouldn't I? So I don't understand how that happened. I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm I, not the, the chain of events that led to it not being published in a newspaper. I feel I'd need to have some sort of in-depth knowledge of the internal workings of a newspaper organisation. But but then, following on with that, how come we know about it? If this this picture was taken to a newspaper that decided not to publish it, the MOD put a D-notice on it and took the photos and negatives away and then, and then mysteriously disappeared them, how come we're talking about it now? How do we know? Where, where did this come from? So, this... Um, oh, oh, right. You've backed me into a corner here. I have to express thanks to someone 
that I mm. don't like to express thanks to. <laughs> and as promised, folks, here it comes. <laughs> I'm waving the red flag in front of Stu as we speak. So, um, on the MOD UFO desk that ran in the 1990s, there was a civilian, um, basically glorified receptionist uh, mm. who worked there, who... He who shall not be ne- gone, uh, Nick Pope. Nick, so Nick Pope. Pope. Nick a, Pope has, there, you've said it. Nick he's, Pope. He's talked about how this, basically this this came across his boss's desk, this mm. uh, account, um, this witness statement and the photographs. And Nick Pope himself has said publicly many times about how he had a an enlarged copy of this photograph, this very photograph, mm. on his office wall. Blue um, tacked to... Blue tacked to the wall. Uh, mm. Well, I, do you know what? I'm not aware of whether he's specified drawing pins or blue tack. If you're yeah, listening, just... Nick, let us know. <laughs> this, is, this is quite key. Um, I, I remember working in an office when this edict went out forbidding blue tack because it, it uh, stained the paint. Yes, that's why uh, landlords don't allow it. Mm. Um, yeah, as someone who rents, I'm very aware of uh, how blue tech is not allowed. Um, even even the white stuff, which yeah, I think white was tech available in 1990. Yeah, um, yes. So yeah, th- this was on his wall, and uh, at the time, his, it was all shut down. Mm. This photograph was removed from his wall and taken away, and he never knew what happened to it. Mm. Um, now, to be fair, this is not the original photograph, although the way he tells the story, one could easily get that impression. You can mm. tell I'm being very generous here compared yeah. to normal, can't you? Yeah. <sighs> I'm not suggesting he deliberately misled people, but. One could get the impression he's talking about the original. No. He's not, but well, on, yeah. on the off chance that um, that Nick Pope might want to talk to us, I'm going to give him a little bit of a a, a little bit of a a, a puff piece. Um, he he mentions this in his 1996 book, Open Skies, Closed Minds. For anyone who wants to to read up and uh, help with Nick Nick Pope's royalties and uh, get, get the full get the full skinny on it. But yeah, Nick, there's a. There's a little bit of publicity for you there. Hopefully that will sell a few more copies of your book. Um, and uh, and, you'll, and you'll want to talk to us on the show. And it'll be me, not Stu. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> would. I'd end up talking about his right-wing posts on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Yes. We will touch on those as well, Nick. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Now, um, something else you mentioned in last week's episode, uh, before we come on to even the photo uh, the photo's miraculous reappearance um, mm. was that potentially this was an experimental craft from America. Mm. Now, Nick Pope's boss's boss, um, this is the guy who who oversaw all of this stuff. He had them all in for a meeting and he said, well, we know it's definitely not American. Mm. We know it's not definitely not Japanese. The only thing that's left, and he extended a finger upwards towards the ceiling. Um, Now, 
do you know what? I'm going to come back on Nick Pope. So Nick Pope himself tells this story, and people are saying the question to it. So are you saying it's definitely aliens? And Nick Pope keeps doing exactly what he's always you know, I've always said he brings nothing to the table. <laughs> and with this whole Calvine UFO photograph coming out, Nick Pope is obviously milking that for all he's worth mm. uh, because he's had an association with this photo because he had a copy of it pinned mm. up, um, I don't know, next to a boy band of the day perhaps um, on his office wall. And, um, yeah, so he's had this association with a copy of the photograph. Uh, and, yeah, so so given the opportunity, you know, people are saying, so are you saying that the general thought is it's aliens? And he keeps saying, I can't say. Hmm. That's it. Every time it's, I can neither confirm nor deny. When the photo mm. came out, people were saying to him, is that the one? Is that actually the photograph? Now it's re- resurfaced. It's, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. I mean, fuck's sake, take a stand, you know. Well, when someone says that, um, or like when someone says no comment, or it would not be in the public interest to divulge the, <laughs> the, the full details, I take that as a yes. If it, I mean, if it wasn't a fact, if you showed him a picture of, I don't know, Marvin the Martian and said, was this what they saw? I bet he'd say, no, that's a picture of Marvin the Martian. Um, but if you, you show him this and he said, oh, well, uh, no, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, but here's the thing. If he turned around and said yes, hmm. then barring a couple of other questions, that's it. That's his part done in this story. He's but, out of the equation. Yeah, but From the that whole thing, point on. Yeah, but the whole saying I, I can neither confirm nor deny, isn't that a way of saying yes in a way that's deniable? You it say, is. Well, I, never, I never did say I never said yes. Um and they say, Yeah, but you said it in a you said no in a way that they under, they could understand as yes. And well yeah, you can't have me up in court for that, could you? They they asked me if this was a UFO and I said I can't confirm or deny. It is, but more importantly, it's a way of keeping him relevant to the conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so I think, you know, yes, and I will say this to Nick Poe, I think unless you are bringing anything to the table, shut up about it. <sighs> so anyway, I guess you, I guess you won't, I feel. I guess you won't be buying your copy of Open Skies and Closed Minds <laughs> anytime soon. <sighs> I wouldn't even buy one to burn. But anyway, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that put you off, listeners. If you want to read it, you go right ahead, and please feel free to send me your summaries. Uh, and if um, you buy a copy to burn, make sure you buy a paper version and not the Kindle version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to come the day when we talk about like burning books, and <laughs> but don't mean melting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so coming back after so with. My goodness, we're halfway through this episode already. And we need to talk about the reappearance of this photograph. Mm. So some 22 years later. Um, mm. Shocking though it is. Almost almost to the day of mm. the 22nd anniversary. Almost to the day. And in fact, here's one that really, really must piss Nick off something mm. chronic. Is his friend in inverted commas dr david clark mm. uh, his rival who mm. he's he's said some very 
disparaging things about over the years. He is the man behind the resurfacing of the photograph. Right. So where did it reappear? So, Dr. David Clark, we, we've done a whole episode uh, on him uh, some while ago now. Let me see if I can find... Here we are, episode 83. You can go back and listen to that, listeners. Mm. Um, yeah, Dr. David Clark, he, he's been doing a lot of digging to try mm. and get this photo, and he, he does it through freedom of information requests through yeah. the MOD, through government bodies, through through various people. I mean, he not just on this photo, he does it across a whole wide scope of UFO-related mm. things. Uh, he, he's brought a lot to the table, has Dr. David Clark. Um, now, eventually, and quite recently, he was put in touch with a former RAF press officer called Craig Lindsay mm. regarding this particular photo. So, Dr. Clark has gone up to Scotland. He's met with this uh, Craig Lindsay, who had a copy of the photo. Right. And, and this, I find absolutely incredible and <laughs> amazing, really. Mm. This former RAF press officer has handed the photo over. Uh, and yeah. it is now in the archives of Sheffield Hallam University, where Dr. David Clark works. Mm. Right. So he That's kept it. he kept a copy of the original photograph as he was the go-between who was liaising between the press and the MOD when the original story was probed in 1990. I mean, that suggests that he's the person who gave them the D-notice, doesn't it? Um. No, not necessarily. I can imagine he was the, he was the guy who was just sent to go and collect it. Okay. Um, and to just thought, well, I'll, I'll have one of these. <coughs> I'll just I'll just put one of these. I mean, that's a serious thing to do. I mean, that's if if that's a classified photograph, and you're a you're a, an air force or military officer, and you decide to just take something out of, of an envelope of classified material and, and, and tuck it away somewhere. That's a really serious event. Donald Trump can tell you that. You know, I was, taking, I was taking, taking classified documents away from your place of work, taking them to your home, which is not a secure location, um, is a really serious offence. Yeah. As, as we are recording this on the 15th of August, listeners, that's still relevant and quite recent. <laughs> yes, whether, whether Trump will dodge the bullet again, he's, he's in very good at uh, he's He's very well protected. Slopey shoulders. Slopey shoulders, yeah, and um, the fear of what the backlash would be if... Mm. And so on, but we're not going to get into that now. So No. Now, in addition to the photo itself... Um, there have also been memos and the original witness statement as well. A copy of the original witness, a copy of the original handwritten witness. It's because I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Handwritten witness statement. I, I am. I'm, I'm excited about this. Pra- practice saying that during your, your next voice warm up. Yes. Handwritten witness statement. Handwritten witness statement. Handwritten witness. Handwritten quite, witness statement. Yeah. You want to hit those T's on the glottal mm. Handwritten witness witness statement. Mm. It's like Unique New York, isn't it? Un- oh, Unique New York is one of my favourites. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off the topic. <laughs> fucking Fox is another. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to our friends at the Danger Club podcast for that one. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, so there's these witness statements. Oh, 
I was going to say plural. There's only mm. one witness statement as well. Mm. A copy of the original, so as well as the photo. Yeah, Dr. Clarkson covered these documents and got them as well from Craig mm. Lindsay. Absolutely incredible. Mm. What I wonder, and it's a, it's a really big, this is my big speculation moment. Mm. So Craig Lindsay has sat on this, probably not literally, um, this mm. photograph and these documents for 22 years. Mm. The Calvine UFO incident, especially for someone who was involved with it, he'd know how big a thing that's been for 22 years, this this photo disappearing. Mm. If he's so willing to give it over, why would he wait until Dr. David Clark just turns up on his doorstep one day and says, oh, hey, you might have some information. Oh, yes, here's the photo. Here you go, take it. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm probably shortening processes here, but mm. that's the, the bottom line of it. Why would he suddenly do that? If he's happy for people to have it, why has he waited mm. until now? I don't know. Who, who I have, knows? I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory, and I tie this in with the drip feed. Well, it's not even a drip feed. It's now avalanche of UFO disclosures that are coming from the Pentagon mm. um, that's been happening in recent years, the way that governments are more and more openly saying that there are UFOs, that these things, or UAPs, I, I should specify, that these things actually exist. Mm. We don't know what they are. They're not saying they're aliens. They're not saying they're flying saucers or anything like that. But they are saying UAPs exist. That has become common, everyday fact mm. as far as governments are concerned. Now, the idea of that 20 years ago was incredulous. It, it, that that mm. just would not have happened. So I wonder if Craig Lindsay has been given an instruction from above. You can mm. release that now. We're sending someone to you to give the photo to. Because who told... Dr. David Clark to speak to Craig Lindsay. Where did that information come from? Yeah. That's got to have been passed down from somewhere. And and it gets more murky. I mean, this this thing about the D notice or the defense notice. Um the current DSMA secretary, Brigadier Jeffrey Dodds, says there are no records of D notices issued in connection with US stealth aircraft in UK territory. I mean, it might not have been that, that's the speculation. That's why the D notice was slapped on it because um, it was it could have been a prototype or a, a new kind of spy aircraft, spy plane to replace the SR seventeen, the, the Blackbird. Um, and of course, this was around the time the Q eight war, the Gulf War started. This was. Well, I, I'm I'm very keen on speculating myself, as, mm. as you well know, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to just to I think clarify when we've talked about the D notice. Hmm. We and to be fair, we have been talking about it as fact in these hmm. last two episodes. It is speculation. We don't know for certain that there is a D notice. So, it, no. yeah, quite possibly there never was one. 
Um, I mean, it can happen that um, the MOD would just get in touch with the newspaper with an informal request to just say, would you please not publish that? Because, um, yeah. you know, we're at war now. And um, we, but we, even, this, is, oh. this is new military technology. But also, um, it, it's also been denied by the UK government that um, that the U, that America tests um, prototype aircraft in our airspace. And why would they, when they've got the wide open spaces of New Mexico, Nevada, oh, yeah. and whatever, with you know, clear blue skies, um, why, why would they be wanting to test fly something in Scotland? Where it's, where it's going to be seen, because however wild and remote some parts of Scotland might be, it's not actually that big. No. Well, actually, to answer your question there, maybe they want to test it in different weather patterns. But even so, different why, conditions. why... Yeah, why Scotland? Why, you know, take oh, it to Alaska. You know. but, no, I mean, I personally, I dismiss the whole, oh, yes, it's an American um, stealth aircraft, or, you know, mm. new technology. No, Um for it to shoot up suddenly into the air vertically the way mm. it did, no, that's that's. Do you know, do you know what I've I've never seen, and and this is something you'd have thought you would have done if if a lot of these UFOs are actually experimental aircraft, that when suddenly the US military officially unveils its new its new high tech fighter bomber or whatever, that that nobody says, oh my god, that's what I saw flying <laughs> over over. You know, southern New Mexico. Um, that that never happens. I mean, maybe maybe you know the, the aircraft that's eventually produced is very different from the prototype. Maybe they they're, they're still experimenting, trying to get these, <laughs> trying to get their flying saucer in the air. But um, yeah, you know, that never happens, does it? They, they say well, it might have been an experimental aircraft, but you never actually see an aircraft that's produced that looks like what what might what has been dismissed as an experimental aircraft. You heard it here have first, folks. It's finally happened. It's taken 109 episodes, but it seems we have turned Neil into an absolute believer who is now arguing that things are extraterrestrial. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's a bit weird that, you know, that, that, that people say, oh, it's probably, you know, probably just the military testing their latest jet, but you never actually see anything oh. that looks like that when, <laughs> when, it, when it stops being, because at some point it has to stop being a secret, doesn't it? Damn it, I thought we had you there. Um, but no, you're <laughs> absolutely right, of course. You are absolutely right. Um, so, to mention this witness statement then. Mm. Now, to be fair, there is nothing new about that witness statement. There is nothing unusual, nothing that hasn't already been said. It's just, mm. I think for them to, for this guy, Craig Lindsay, to suddenly, yeah, here, have it. That, mm. I think, is, that's got to have come from up top. Hmm. That's got to have done. I it think. is a bit suspicious, isn't it? Him just suddenly say, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh you're looking for the photo." Because there was a story that that all the, that all the information had been destroyed, wasn't it? That um... yes, the government um, put out uh, an official statement that because there was nothing of value in the photographic negatives, they had been disposed of. Hmm. I mean. We now know that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we suspected it was bullshit. Now we know for fact it's bullshit. Mm. So I think I think this is just another step along the line towards disclosure. I think we are heading rapidly, 
rapidly towards disclosure. I can see disclosure happening in my lifetime, Neil. And, and this is maybe where we not part yours. ways. This well, is where we part yours. ways. No, <laughs> no, you are no, older than me. Yeah, no, I, this, is, this, is, this is where I draw the line. You know, I'm quite happy to believe in more advanced civilizations on other planets and the possibility of space travel and interdimensional travel and all that. That's that I'd be, I'd be churlish to deny that that was possible, that we are, we are the only beings in the entire vastness of the universe. Um, but where I draw the line is when they say, yeah, that our, our, our high up government people have met them and they're getting, they're, they're preparing us to meet them. Now, to be fair, where, that might not be what disclosure means. Disclosure might just mean, yeah, we are being visited. They have their aircraft in our airspace. There is nothing we can do about it. That might I, be disclosure. I, I'm more more inclined towards the um, the, the have you seen They Live, the John Carpenter movie? Yes, where yes, the guy finds the glasses that it. enables him to see the world as it really is, and realizes that actually the aliens are all, the extraterrestrials are already here, and they're taking over, and they, they they occupy all the positions of power, and they've effectively enslaved us with their with, their, with capitalism they've, they've just forced us you know, to become drone workers while they while they reap all the riches and also they are they are warming up the planet so that it's a climate that's comfortable for them are you saying boris johnson and nigel farage are aliens neil um because <laughs> we might well, find something we agree on here yeah that, that's yeah more like i mean because they're not fucking human, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Humans have empathy. Yeah, they, anyway. they certainly don't have human empathy. Yeah, they are sociopaths. And... Anyway, moving moving on quite quickly. Now, there is one last thing, one last aspect to the whole Calvine UFO thing that we haven't mentioned yet mm. when it comes to the MOD, the Ministry mm. of Defence, is they have a restriction on it, uh, on release of information until 2074, I believe it is. Mm. See, 2074 or 2076? 2076, I think. I was looking for it, yeah. Okay. Um, now, they claim, and I have, okay, not real reason to dispute this, um, they claim that that is just to protect the identity of the hitchhikers. Hmm. I can, do you know, what? I can, I can accept that. I can accept that in 2076 there is going to be new information that is accessible um, from this incident. But I also think when it comes to things like this, if they don't want people to know about it, it's not redacted information. It's not. It's just removed, and they say, "Oh no, we haven't got it." Hmm. Oh. That was lost, or that well, that's was destroyed. The, that, that's the usual response to a freedom of information request, isn't it? It's just yeah, we haven't got it. Exactly, we, we didn't keep it. Yeah, which you know, how? What mm. do you do? Where do you go from there? Um, so all yeah. this, you know, we only keep information for a limited amount of time. Then it gets released to the public, not if they don't want it to be. No. Yeah. And and you have to remember the British state is exceptionally secretive. They will put 100-year rules on things. There are things that happened you know, in the First World War that are still secret. Yeah. Why? <laughs> How can that possibly be of any use to an enemy or any threat to our country or something about them? Uh, well, something that that's um that will maybe make people not so f- feel so favorable towards our military or our government or 
or whatever, but, you know, it was 100 years ago. Yeah, because we really like our government at the moment. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. I think we finally, finally, it's taken us two episodes this time, but we've finally covered this topic. So what do you think, Nick Pope, and <laughs> our other listeners? Um, I mean, oh, gosh, is this... Is this maybe I don't know? I don't even know what to say, Neil. I to me, this is mm. like this is done deal. This is UFO. Here it is. Uh, to, Here's to a me, photograph. Here's an official, authorized photograph. Mm. Where do we go now, from I, there? What do we I ask mean, for the me, listeners for their opinion on? <laughs> for, for me, this story is about the photograph itself rather than what it was of. Um, I don't know what it was. You can, I can speculate it was a, it was something extraterrestrial or it was something terrestrial, um, but it's the story of what happened to the photograph that's that's interesting, and that that's what yeah we've been trying to get to the bottom of. Well, that's a really good point. So yes, listeners, tell us what you think on that point. Is it a case, as I speculate, that it's been released deliberately at this time towards disclosure, or? Is Neil right? Is it not that? Is it? I mean, what? Why do you think it's come out now, Neil? Um. Again, I have no idea, but I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a long way from accepting that our governments are in league with extraterrestrials. I've made any kind Fair of enough. pact with them. I'm, I'm, that's the bit I'm struggling with. Fair enough. So yeah. So, but tell us. Do you know what? Just I'm going to open this up. Just let us know what you think because we about, do about, anything. <laughs> about anything. About yeah. anything. Um, you can contact us by email by emailing us aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can contact us through Facebook and Twitter by searching aliens explored. Oh, and uh, and Instagram. I always forget to mention Instagram. Hmm. Don't know why. Um, but yes, Instagram as well. You can message us uh, through uh, our Discord. If you are one of our Patreon patrons, then yeah, you get exclusive access to our Discord server. So you can message us that way as well. You can find out more in the description below or by visiting patreon.com forward slash aliens explored. Join us next time, though, when we're going to be going to Area 51. I mean, not literally. We're just going to be going to the subject of Area 51. That would be nice, wouldn't it, Neil? To go to the Area 51? Yeah. Is there much to see there? I I enjoy the trip. Well, the person you need to ask is David Adair, and we will be discussing him and his experiences at Area 51 next time so don't miss that Uh, in the meantime keep watching all those freedom of information requests keep watching even Nick Pope's Twitter Um, though do take some of it uh, a little bit lightly and uh, yeah keep watching this take care for now catch you next time bye bye Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.